Welcome, welcome, welcome to Friday, Friday, Friday podcast, 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 book club, book club, book club. You gotta say it three times. Welcome to part two of our Megamorphs special on the Animorphs Book Club. Or the ABC for short. I put the, I made our slogan go the other way around for a change. It threw me off, I gotta be honest. It threw me off too, but you know what? <laughs> we're, we're working, we're working with what we've got. Right, I can't, we're, I can't we're keep doing, doing it. that voice. Um, no, hello. please, you're gonna ruin your voice. <laughs> hello everyone, uh, my name is Jenny. My name is Bryn, welcome to the Animorphs Book Club. Welcome to the ABC or the Animorphs Book Club for long. Uh, this is a podcast and book club where we read all the Animorphs books and uh, we've never read them before. And as the funny voice said in the title, this is actually part two of our Megamorph special. So if you haven't listened to part one, what are you doing here? <laughs> what you doing, bud? Go listen to part one right now. Go do it. Get out of here. Back. Okay, but, yeah, assuming that you've done that and then come back, welcome. Um, welcome back. Hello. hello. Um, but if, if you have listened to it and it's been a little bit and you want a bit of a recap, we are going to, uh, in this episode, we're going to be covering the second half of Megamorph's book one, The Andalite's Gift. And we are Ooh. going to uh, first do a little bit of a recap, a little bit of a we're recap. We're going to do a speed recap. Things. We're going to speed, speed through the book. Speed cap. It's, it's, yeah, it's a speed round. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, should we just get into it, or do you have anything else to say? No. Oh, let's that get into it. That came out salty. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, it's go, okay. Go do this. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. So, in the first half of the book, we learned that Rachel was going to go to this gymnastics thing, but then she ended up not going and ended up deciding to go and visit Tobias one more time, so she morphs into an eagle, hits a tree trunk, falls to the ground, almost dies, and then wakes up completely amnesia-ridden. At the same time, Jake, Cassie, Marco, and Axe are at a birthday party pool party, and when Marco and Axe, who were morphed as mice, decide to go into the basement and deve morph, suddenly, this dust creature appears from the sky and goes like... And eats the entire house and almost kills Marco and Axe. Further hijinks ensue, wherein uh, more morphing happens, and the kids begin to notice that each time as something morphs, uh, this cloud comes back. And uh, it, it, gets to, it gets to the point where Axe decides to morph to help Rachel, who, by the way, is walking around the woods completely barefoot in a black leotard and has no idea who or what the fuck she is. Uh, and she. Uh, Almost dies several times, but Axe morphs to try to save her and suddenly gets captured by the and taken to Visser 3's mothership, which is hanging around in the atmosphere of Earth. And uh, we learn that the creature's name is the Velik, and that Visser 3 has uh, stolen it from the planet of Venus. And uh, it's what's magical about the Velik is that it can sense whenever something is morphing and it goes after to try to find them. So that's where we have left off. The kids have just discovered that that's how the Velik works and they are going to formulate a plan to get Rachel's memory back to find Axe wherever he is. Does that work? That works. Uh, If you're confused, go back and either read the book or listen to our first episode again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think Jenny has the exp- the breath to explain that again, and I don't have the mental capacity to explain it. So, no, we're all caught up. 
It's great. All right. All right. Should we just jump into right into book two? Yes, they've got a, I mean, part two. All right. So they've got a plan. Rachel has reached civilization. She's at least in a sur- like a suburban development area. Yes. She's in a house that is currently under construction. No, it's a first. It's a house for sale. Well, oh yeah, right. It it had just gotten painted. Right. Um, and she finds a box of Nilla wafers on the counter and eats the whole thing. Valid queen. And mm-hmm. then um, she falls asleep and she has weird dreams about She's who she is. Nightmares. And she like wakes up screaming animorph, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Animorph. <laughs> it's like I can imagine her like eyes <gasps> popping open. She's like, animorph, which is a terrible thing to yell um, yeah. out loud, very loud in a place that we know is occupied by thousands of controllers. Um, but all of her dreams are like, Oh my god, a, a, a construction site, a light coming from the sky, a, a bird, a bird boy, oh, I'm on the balance beam, what, what's happening, people are applauding me, some hated me, they wanted to kill me, what's going on? Worms, worms in their head, oh, uh, now I see a year pool, oh god, I'm an ant, oh, I'm not an ant, yeah, animorphs. Animorphs. Um, and then the cops show up, because she was, like, screaming, um, this is yeah. This is why it was dumb to shout animorphs because well, they, she didn't have any like she, that wasn't a conscious decision. But I thought that but, the cops were going to be like Andalite. <laughs> oh, me too. Because we all know cop. All cops are controllers. Um, yeah. Hashtag all so, cops are controllers. ACAG. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, okay. You know um, it's whatever. <laughs> but she 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 decides to. Go with her instincts, and she turns into un elefante. Kind of? Un elefante. Kind What'd you say? Of? Kind of? Un kind elefante? Of. She, like, half morphs into an elephant. She doesn't really know what she's doing, because she doesn't remember who she is and how to morph. Um, but that's that happens a little bit later on, because uh, Jake... This, this We cut to Jake. <laughs> we cut to Jake now. We cut to Jake. Um, and then... Everyone's scared and upset, and everyone thinks Rachel is dead, and they're worried about Axe, because he's also probably dead. And he goes to comfort Cassie, and he's like, they're there. They're Um, there, GF. GF, it will Um, be better. But they decide to to formulate a plan. They're going to kind of play keep away with the creature. Mm Yeah. Because they know that it's, you know, attracted to morphing. So they're like, oh, yeah. As one is. We're going to just oh, keep yeah. morphing and demorphing, which is uh, an okay plan. It's not their worst plan. Not their worst it's plan, not- but I mean, like, they established that, like, m- doing that much morphing is extremely physically exhausting. True, so. but do you have a better plan no. that they could have done? Yeah, <laughs> no. so it's not the worst plan. No. Um, I think from now on, we should, I, you know, I love to drag their plans, but I've been thinking, I'm like, I should not maybe drag their plans unless I have an alternative that they could have done. Um, unless I have suggestions, I don't think I get to critique their dumb plans. Um, I'm shady, so. <laughs> you say that like, the, <laughs> the sipping, the slurping of the drink. Delicious, a, a delicious pib. <laughs> oh, I have a, good. I have a Kirkland brand LaCroix. Oh, Kirkland. Great food. Yeah, the Costco brand LaCroix. Mm. 
grapefruit. I gotta say, um, this is completely irrelevant, but I'm bringing it up because I'm mad about it. Why the fuck? Who said, who in this crowd of our 19 established listeners, who said (laughs) that Raz Cranberry is the worst LaCroix flavor? Because I'm I'm coming for their throat. I'm coming for their throat. You're blaming our listeners for that? What? No, I'm not just blaming them. I'm blaming the system. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't gonna okay. be part of your system. And I'm sick of it, and I'm mad about it. Because Raz Cranberry is the best flavor of LaCroix. All, I'm sorry, I bumped the table. I'm angry. Personally, All of them are like, Oh, Raz Cranberry, go fuck yourself. Personally, I think that coconut LaCroix is absolutely the worst flavor. Um, Undoubtedly. Lemon is either. Actually, I like lemon. I feel like lemon and lime are only good for like drinks, like making like drink drinks, like alcoholic drinks. Oh my you know god, those mean? are the two that I drink most often. Bren, I have some news for you. <laughs> this is an intervention, and it has been the whole time. <laughs> so you're so what you're saying is that I should add alcohol to all those Lacroix. No, I'm saying that this LaCroix is a gateway drug. No, say no more. Say no more. No, no. (laughs) The LaCroix (laughs) is a gateway drug. (laughs) So sorry, what? To girly drinks. (laughs) To girly drinks and cocktails. Just kidding. There's no such thing as a girly drink. They're tropical. I know, I know. But also, um, they're good. They're good. But also, like, you're talking to the person who once took... uh, Four shots of, of uh, <laughs> four four shots of whiskey at work and kept working for another uh, eight hours and dealing with customers and I forgot to take them all with chasers. So, Bryn, uh, you're you're braver than the troops. <laughs> no, no, my point was that I'm an idiot, so I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> I said what I said. My point was, that was a dumb move. Oh my god! Um, it was that was that was a great day. Anyway, so wait, do they uh, specify what, what their do they specify what their plan is after they play keep away? No. Cool. <laughs> They're just like let's just keep shifting targets until I it. No, I think they do, literally do say until it tires out or we do. So good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the sound of the Velik. No, the sound of the of the Velik is as we know. Uh, oh, but, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but 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 we we cut back. I can't keep saying we cut back. We shift back to Rachel. That's a good one. Oh, we morph back to Rachel, and uh, she she breaks through the uh, house, and she's a horrifying uh, elephant creature, which it, mm-hmm. it, it reminds, like, she's got long blonde hair, and it kind of reminded me of, uh, of Nina, Nina Tucker. Spoilers. That means nothing to me. Oh, it does, and you just don't know it. Um, Big Brother... <laughs> From what? Full Metal Alchemist. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, stop that! Stop I it! Stop it! Stop said. it! 
Oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of Full Metal Alchemist, you know how a couple of episodes I was talking about how I used to have a wallet chain that was actually oh a pocket god. watch mm-hmm. that I would wear? Oh, I was no. looking at it recently. The pocket watch is a Full Metal Alchemist no! pocket watch. <laughs> oh no, Bryn. I am so swag. It's got the dragon on it. <laughs> Dude, you're a dog of the military. I'm the coolest motherfucker alive. Full tea. I only recently finished watching Brotherhood. Um, And I was telling... I only finished watching it a couple of years ago. I was telling my friend, who who was very big fan of the show, I was telling my friend that I think it's very funny that the author of this manga and, and anime... Um, the scare that one of the scariest things she can think of is like a dog with hair, like because not just Nina Tucker, but also Envy's like true form. It's like mm-hmm. a big dragon thing with hair. <laughs> so, it's unpleasant to look at for sure. Also, also a bunch of the chimeras are just dogs with hair. Hey, <laughs> I'm like, huh? I, I mean, it's creepy. Hey. It's creepy, but they are just dogs with hair. Leave them alone. No, I was yeah, just thinking that dis- it was really funny. <laughs> no, that is really funny. Um, yeah, full disclosure, I only saw it once. Like, I've only watched the whole thing once because it kind of emotionally crippled me. Um, <laughs> uh, but I really did enjoy it. And yeah, we should probably talk about Animorphs again. Yeah, Excuse me, so, Megamorphs. Me, so, uh, yeah, this is Megamorphs, ma'am. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so Nina Tucker uh, sprawls out of the house. Um, not a good looking thing. It's like it's like a, a, a half human, half elephant. So it's got long trunk. Uh, a, it's a big creature with a long trunk, uh, tiny little ears, big elephant legs, and long blonde hair, which is terrible. That's disgusting. That's terrible. That's actually terrifying to think about um but all of the cops are are like huh interesting we should like we should shoot at that um they do it doesn't do anything (laughs) no um yeah so then the dust the the vleek is Mm -hmm. the vleek is uh chasing her (laughs) It's chasing um, her, and all of a sudden, out of the darkness, comes this darkness. huge fucking... Oh, 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 well, the beast, the belly tries to lift up Rachel, and it can't. Is she too she's heavy? She's too heavy, which is very important. It has a weakness. Uh-huh. It has a weakness. Um, but, but, but all of a sudden, she hears, like, a screech, and, like, a really shitty driver is barreling towards them. And then here comes Marco in Cassie's dad's car. I love that. Why is Marco the one that's driving? Shouldn't it be Jake? I feel like it should be Jake. I feel like well, Jake, Jake is the better, Jake more is responsible driver. Jake is going to morph driver. into like a, a tiger. True, but it's not like Marco can't morph into things. It's true. Why did they again, choose Marco? You know what? Actually, I know why. It's because Jake is the type of person, if he were in a car chase, he would be the one to like put on his turn signal. Um, and You're right. He'd be too too nice of a driver. Yeah, he would be too too much of a responsible driver, whereas Marco is chaos incarnate, so uh, I think that's why. He also says, like, like Cassie is like, you said you could drive, so maybe Jake just can't drive and Marco can. 
That's right, because they're like 14, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, so they all to, probably... I didn't get my license until I was like 17. Me too. Woohoo! Public transport for the win. Um, I don't have that option. <laughs> oh. Fucking Milwaukee doesn't have good public transport. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. But like, uh, Jake like is in the trunk of the of the of the car. Or no, well he he he's like he's in the bed of the truck. He's in the yeah he's in the bed the bed of the truck thing, and he's like. Come on, you nasty bitch! And he turns into he starts morphing into a tiger to keep the village away from the Rachel monster. Um, and uh, the monster away from the good monster. Um, no, yeah, there's a lot of monster going on, going on here. Um, and so, oh my, this next part gave me so much anxiety because Jake is just in the back of this. He's in the bed of this truck while Marco is on the fucking highway. Passing on the fucking right. <laughs> this, because as someone who uh, slowly developed a phobia of driving since not, I haven't uh, driven in, in like, God, probably a year now. Um, I have a very, I have quite the intense phobia of driving. As someone who has this phobia, this part of the book was terrible for me. Like, going down oh the God. highway at 70, like... 70 uh, is not bad. 70 is not bad. Well, it depends on how many people are on the highway with him. No, 70 is just... That's, like, a normal speed here. I live in California. 65 is the minimum that you're supposed to be going on the freeway. Um, well, they say we were tearing down the highway. Well, the I think the thing, it was not just the speed, but the fact that they were weaving. That was what gets uh, me. Because as someone who is from Milwaukee, which is iconic for its shitty asshole drivers and fucking fibs, uh, which stands for fucking Illinois bastards, um, (laughs) fucking fibs, uh, who don't know how to drive and who who drive like dicks, this gave me huge anxiety. That is so Mm. funny. You know, I got passed the other day because I was going 68 in the far right lane and somebody literally uh like got out of they were behind me and they got out of my lane passed me and then like like shot past me and i was like sir i'm going above the speed limit um but that's just california for you so yeah people are so never come here i (laughs) uh people just they care so much. They have so many places to be so fast. It's like, please calm down. Please. You're not the only one on this fucking highway. Ugh. Driving in Milwaukee sucks, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm um, sorry. But like, they're anyway, like, so Marco, they, they get off the road into a, they jump a ditch and aim for the trees. Shocked they're not dead. Um, I mean, Mm, yeah then they hit a tree uh and the jake is like getting out of here he's running away like kind of still mostly half morphed and Mm -hmm. and then he's like getting the valley to like chase after him and shit uh then we cut to rachel um and and she's like she gets dropped and she gets like a 
a she bunch like shatters of, the concrete. Yeah, and she has a bunch of flashbacks. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, oh, I'm a bird. Tobias? Who's Tobias? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, a tiger. Whoa. Who is who is this girl wearing overalls? It's a uh, Rachel. Oh, she said my name. That is my name. Oh, I'm having all these memories. <laughs> It's very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> now it's funny to me too. Um, oh wow! What I love how the okay. Memory. <laughs> okay, but I love how like instinctively she trusts Cassie. Like Cassie? Cassie just comes up and she's like, "Shut the fuck up." She's just like, "Hey, um, you're Rachel. You're an animorph. You're my friend." And Rachel is like, "You seem trustworthy." Okay. <laughs> I would trust Kathy. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's not a criticism. I'm just saying that's how cool Cassie is. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, well, she, like, Rachel's like, are you my friend? She's like, Rachel, I've been your friend for years. I'm a girl. And, uh, I'm a girl. And Rachel's <laughs> like, I Cassie? imagine Cassie being like... Tell I imagine Cassie you. sounding super tired. She's like, yeah, Rachel. You're yeah. human, Rachel. <laughs> Just sounding really tired and being like, uh huh. Um, anyway, you know what? As you do. Um, but the, then we then we shift into the sky. We fly into the sky where Axe is sitting in a box. But it's a special yep. box, you see. It's a Ramonite box with seamless wells on all sides. Yeah, I mean, I, this, there's this there's this sentence that. Uh, X says that's really interesting to me where he's like, the special despair that comes from dishonor. And I'm like, oh. And I just, that made me think, I feel like, I feel like Axe's arc is going to be like, understanding that at the end of the day, honor is not what you fight for. And it's going to be kind of like Mm -hmm. Falstaffian where he's like, honor doesn't Mm -hmm. really mean anything. That's not a, like, what is honor? A word. You know, what does honor get you? Nothing. Yeah. You know, principled principled failure is nothing. Um, Uh, I gotta wait. I mean, it's, it's, I can't wait either. And in a story about war, if you have a character who's like super honor bound, that tends to be their arc is like recognizing that at the end of the day, when when you have to choose between a practical choice and the more honorable one, you go with the practical one if it means you're going to survive to fight another day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, that's foreshadowing for what that arc is going to be. You know, absolutely. I totally feel. I love in this chapter. I love how I love Visor Three and Axe's exchange because the hate is is right there. But just just Axe is just such an ass to him, and I I love that. I love um, it's what he it's what he deserves. It's what he deserves. Like it's. I love at one point he's like, I guess this isn't going too well for you, Visser, when, like, things start to go to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. But Visser Good 3 for is, you, Visser 3 is not, like, he's not held back. He's just as much of a dick and, you know, is just as huge an asshole. Like, <laughs> he, like, fully, he has, like, a hologram of uh, the Veli hunting the Animorphs, and, and it's, like, Oh, see? 
there's a tiger and he's hunting the tiger. And what I was wondering is like this I thought I thought that this book was going to be the one where Visser 3 realizes that that they were we because I thought book is be I that book. Know we do. Um but I well, I, I thought cuz I thought that Visser 3 was going to see one of the kids demorphing. Yeah. How did he not how did he not catch that? And even if he caught one of the kids in half morph, like, of a d- you can tell the difference between an Andalite half morph and a human one. Yeah. I have no explanation. I completely agree with you. I... I didn't understand. This dumbass. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. I want to be... I want to take um, him seriously, but sometimes he's fucking stupid. I know. Okay, so we shift to Marco. He crashes the car. He's kicking ass. Um, he he um, morphs into a gorilla to... Drive the um, car. <laughs> to drive the car and also to bait the dust monster, the Valik. And then we go to Rachel, and she's still an elephant. Um, and Cassie's yeah. telling her, like, her life. Cool. Um, and then they have a moment... About Tobias. She's like, wow. Cool. Yeah, well, that's pretty Cass- much that Cassie's, Cassie's like, like, there's, there's, we're best friends. There's Jake. He's your cousin. There's Marco and Tobias. Tobias is stuck as a, and, and uh, Rachel finishes it, a hawk. And, and Cassie's like, yeah. Yeah, good. Yay. Good job. Um, good but there's job. a very, there's a great quote here where it's like, this isn't much of a plan, I said. Are you Animorphs always this hopeless? Pretty much, Cassie said ruefully. The bad guys have all the power. Sometimes we think it's all a hopeless fight. A hopeless fight, I asked. Isn't that the best kind? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Cassie's like, you may have lost your memory, but you're still Rachel. Hell yes. I love that. I love them. I love the part where Cassie goes, my girl, Rachel. Like My girl! My girl. I love um, that. I love it. Uh, but but uh, Marco is going it. blazing. <laughs> blazing as he's driving. He's <laughs> he has being... a monkey. You know, whatever. Monkey um, man. I'm sorry, sorry, what? Oh, you don't... You're not a John Mulaney fan. No, a, I'm yeah. sorry. I know. We don't have to get into that right now. I have nothing to apologize for. I just don't find the man funny. Okay. Um, anyway, where were we? monkey, monkey, monkey so, driving. Um, and like Drake, they're fighting. The action's really ramping up now. They're firing shit. The Dracon beams flipping, flying, and flooping. The dust beast is after Mar- Marco, monkey man. <laughs> Actually, he's not a monkey. He's very adamant. He's an ape. But uh, he, cr- he crashes into, uh, he crashes into some water, and and he's like, "Let the thing take me. Let it take me." Um, but you know what? <laughs> That's kind of sad. Though. It is sad. It is sad. It's dramatic, but it's also sad. But it's um, also very indicative of the growth that this kid has gone through. Because like first book, he would not be like, "Take me." Yeah. But now he's like, "Take me," even though at this point. Marco doesn't know that he's gonna actually not die. 
So yes. he thinks he's fully going to die. You... Could you stop? Never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I hated when you, <laughs> I just hated when you said, take me. Like into the mic. <laughs> I won't. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. You. This is now an ASMR podcast. I hate ASMR. It should be ABC ASMR. No. The ASMR sounds are just the bones cracking as you turn into a dog. <laughs> as extra legs sploot it's out of like, your out of your abdomen. Um, Did you say abdomen? Yeah. Mama, mama, that's not a word. Remember the time that I spelled beverages beverages? beverages. Yeah, we talked about your How? shitty spelling last time. Why did I ever go to school for literature? I can't even spell. Queen, Queen, I cannot answer that for you. I am very sorry. It's fine. Um, um, but so we're um, on Rachel now. Rachel no, is like. Cassie. Yeah, yeah, we're on Cassie, and she she's like, she can feel Rachel uh, actually going, or no, no, Cassie's turning into a mouse, you see. Oh. She's turning into no, a No, she's mouse. turning into a squirrel. Oh, a squirrel. It's the same, a same difference. <laughs> um, it's not, though. But uh, she, like, gets caught by the uh, another one of the, by the same thing, you know? Well, the, mm-hmm. the dust, because the dust beast, the Velik has, like, settled over all three of them, and it's deciding, like, uh, it's like a, it's like a Which draw. One? Yeah, it's like yeah. a draw. Like, whoever demorphs or morphs completely, because they're all, like, half-human, half-creature at this point, whoever finishes the morph will get close, or will get taken. Um, and as far as the, all these kids know... It'll die. <laughs> and it eventually... Will die? The, well, well, they oh. will die. They will die. Oopsie. Uh, ah. I, unfortunately, it will not die. Um, but the Velik chooses Marco, because Marco finishes the morph first. And, uh... Womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> but, uh, uh... It takes we, Marco. It poor takes dude. Marco. Poor dude. Best character. Um, and uh, Visser 3 is watching from his control room. And he's like, come to me, <laughs> my little pet. Bring he's me my so... second Andalite bandit. What a piece of shit. He's so spooky. Such an ass. Um, but like, Axe is like, who, who has been taken? Has Rachel? Cassie? Marco? And uh, it's Marco. Except, but except before Marco shows up, uh, Axe remembers, wait a minute, I have fleas. Didn't Jake say something about morphing into fleas? It's always fleas that's foreshadowed. You know what I mean? I don't know. What, yeah, you're right. Well, because it happened in uh, The Visitor, I think, when Jake mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you just morph into something the size of a flea, and then he morphs into a flea. I love. I'm sorry. What Jake voice? What did Jake say? It's a woman who says a flea. He sounds like a muppet. Oh, uh, you do. Except <laughs> I don't know what's so funny. That's just literally his voice. Hey, Jake, I'm the leader. 
<laughs> you really thought you could just post like a voice recording of Jake into the podcast and no one would know, huh? 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 <laughs> I hate you so much. Hey everybody, it's me. This is a bit that's gone on too long. Yeah, please stop. Uh, we're done with that bit. <laughs> um, oh, but but Mister Three is like, tell those bug fighters they will contain that beast. I will get my prize. Blank the Andalite's cage, and uh, and uh, then Axe decides like, oh, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna catch this flea. Which can you catch fleas? I don't know. I've never tried. Neither have I. Hmm. Interesting. Well, he catches one. <laughs> he catches one. And, and uh, oh, we also learned that uh, Andalites have multiple hearts. Yes, they do. Which, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what to do with that I information. Feel like it's, I feel like the easiest way to make an alien species feel more alien is to give them many hearts. Like the I doctor agree. has two hearts, Andalites have. Oh, I didn't know that. However, however, however many, Andalites probably have seven stomachs too. I don't give a shit. What has um, seven stomachs? Sheeps, but also Andalites probably. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, sheeps, sheeps have, have two stomachs. stomachs. <laughs> okay, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Wait, strike it from the record. That's my <laughs> gavel hitting. <laughs> Strike it from the record. Uh, do not put that in your in your biology notes for this session, Doctor. Um, sheeps do not have seven stomachs. They only have two. Right? Thank you. Right? Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, but uh, um, uh, Axe morphs down, down, down into a flea. Well, well very good plan. This is a good plan. Um, yeah, this is actually a really good plan. I, I like this plan. I like this plan, too. Um, but uh, the, they open the doors, and, and Mr. Three is like, Fools! Excuse me, fools! Where is it? Where is it? I'll kill every one of you if it has escaped. And and then he's like, Don't open the fucking cage! And then he op- they open the cage, because his underlings are... I like to think that the two people who open the cage are us. <laughs> You like to think that we're, like, purposefully sabotaging no, Wizard no, no. 3? We're stupid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like we're our, stupid like, as yeah. like, like, well, Like we said a, la- uh, a couple episodes back, if we were to be a, v- a Yerk in Wizard 3's army, okay. we would be the mm-hmm. morons. <laughs> yes, there's always that trope of the two dumbass underlings. Bumbling like idiots. Like, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the guy with the one eye and the other one, you know? Yes, Bryn. That is super, super clarifying. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, Queen. (laughs) I've only ever seen the first one. They're in the first one, dumbass. I saw it once, like, two years ago. You know what? That's fine. Everyone else knows what I'm talking about. Most importantly, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. So it's fine. This is fine. Class, I want you to raise your hand if you know what Bryn's talking about. Okay? <laughs> cool? We've got uh, no one. Oh, thanks. 
You're welcome. Traitors. So anyway, someone's going to send us a voice message that's going to be shady where they're going to be like, um, excuse me. I knew what she was talking about. (laughs) Please do. Please do that. Just to prove Jenny wrong. Do it. Please. You know what? The the bumbling idiots I think of are the two robots from the Sonic Satayam cartoon, which you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do, do not. Don't, That's I right. Don't. You don't know what Sonic Satayam is. <laughs> I'm not a woman of culture. <laughs> it is one of the best Sonic cartoons. As oh, in the Hedgehog. One of one one of the best. There are yes, there more- have been yes the Sonic Satayam. There was. The one where they were in a band, and then there was Sonic X, which was like an anime. My god. Oh, and there's Sonic Boom, which is actually kind of hilarious. Uh-huh. But, we're the two dumb robots from Sonic Satayam, and people will know what we're talking about. Anyway, okay. so he jumps out of the cage, and Mr. 3 is screaming. He's screaming and memeing. You know what? Screaming and memeing. Dumbass. Um... But, but Marco gets dropped in the cage. He's, like, crying like a baby. Um, but it's a very quick, it's a very fast creature. It gets him in that cage, like, like that. ASAP. ASAP Rocky. It's very fast. Um, but he, he's like, oh, I'm on, like, it's like the Starship Enterprise, except that's not Captain Kirk or Captain Picard. <sighs> Fizzer 3. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I would pay so much money for Fizzer 3 to show up in Star Trek. There's no matter. I would pay my college funds for that. You win? No. Um. <laughs> okay, but if Fizzer 3, I'm just thinking about the conditions that there would be needed, like that would be needed for Fizzer 3 to show up in Star Trek. They would probably, like, have to punch a hole in the universe again and go into an alternative reality, which, like, is not completely out of the park for Star Trek. They'd have to get the in the thing. wormhole. They'd have to get in the wormhole. Well, they'd first have to make another wormhole, I feel like, you know? That's true. Or they could just get the weird gathering creature from Voyager to, to throw mm. them into the Gamma Quadrant. Delta Quadrant? What quadrant are they in? I can't remember. I think it's the the Delta Delta Quadrant. Yeah, it's the Delta Quadrant. Um, They could do that. (laughs) It just occurred to me that if any of you listeners um, have not watched Star Trek, (laughs) you're going to be very confused. I apologize. Well, I also just spoiled what happens in Voyager, but I don't give a shit. That happens in the first episode. Jenny! In the first episode, it's what happens. Jenny! Brynn! (laughs) That's what happens in the first episode. They get the the creature, the 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 what's it called? Uh, the uh, caretaker. I don't remember. It's like the caretaker or something, and it's like I'm gonna send you guys into the into the Delta Quadrant for some reason. And then they're for like, fun. "Wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm gonna send you for into the Delta Quadrant in Minecraft." Bye. You know what I love? I love I love in Star Trek how there are just cosmic beings, and their whole purpose is just to mess with people um just to fuck shit up literally just q (laughs) that's his whole purpose not all of the q that's his purpose i I appreciate it um yeah i respect it 
And you know what's I wish you know what's I great could... about the Q? They're all canonically mm. non-binary. <gasps> I love that. There's like well, because the, the main Q he appears in human male form and uses he him pronouns, but there's like a novelization. Of, like, there's, like, a novel of one of those Star Trek stories that is considered canon, unlike in Star Wars, uh, when basically all the books are not canon anymore, um, where, like, Q is talking to Picard, and he's, like, appeared as, like, a, a woman, and he's, like, we are not bound, like, Q are not bound by your human notions of time or space or gender, and I'm, like, neither are you, Jenny. I know. I want to be a Q so bad. There's literally a whole Wait, episode. Wait, are you a Q? Of... Oh shit, my cover's been blown. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, um, but uh, well, the, the, there's like a whole episode. <laughs> There's a whole episode in Voyager about how it kind of actually sucks to be the Q. And one of the... There's two Qs in that episode. It's called Death Witch. It's one of the best episodes of Voyager. Fight me. Um, where the, the one of the main Q is like, Yeah, being a Q sucks. I want nothing more than to kill myself. And they show, like, Q society. And it, it, it does suck. It's literally the, the only way this, like, Q with a Death Wish can, like... Um, show how shitty Q society is, is, like, it's like a dusty, uh, desert road with all these people just standing around doing nothing all day. Because that's what it would be like if you existed outside of time and space and could do everything. Everything has already been done before. This is making me really sad. Well, it's a great episode. It's a great episode. He does get, well, he, he get because all he wants is to turn human so he doesn't want inherently, mm, he does inherently want to die, but he turns human and the application is like, oh, he's going to have all these human experiences. And then he literally eats poison berries. <laughs> Katniss style. That is, that is technically a human experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, dying is an ultimate human, not an ultimate human experience. Most, uh, many creatures die, but um, that's what but he like, wanted to do from the beginning. knowledge that you could die. At some point, and will die, I feel like it's a very human. Yes. And that's all he wanted. You know, because he's done everything. And he, he's like, he had written, it's very funny, he had like written treatises on like, why Q society sucks because they can't die. And they, they imprisoned him for like 5,000 years in a rock because of those treatises. Prometheus style. Damn. You should, you should, you don't have to watch all of Voyager to watch... Uh, Death Wish. It is mm -hmm. very good episode. It was very underrated. I've only opinion. seen like a couple episodes here and there, so I really need to. I love to watch Voyager, which is a very controversial opinion among a lot of Trekkies. It is personally my favorite. Is it the best? No, that's DS Nine, but it is my favorite. Mm. Um, but anyway, I grew up. <laughs> I grew up with the odd notion that you cannot like Star Trek and Star Wars. That's dude, um, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, for some reason that... I also agree that, with that notion. Yeah, so that's why I got into Star, Star Wars more. Um, but anyway, I'm excited to get into Star Trek a lot more. Anyway, we like, are so... I know, but I do have to make this topic. point. I have to make this point. <laughs> that, that, 
St- comparing Star Trek and Star Wars just because they both take place in space is so fucking stupid because they are fundamentally, fundamentally, completely different stories about completely different things. That's like com- it's like comparing a play to like um, an action movie and being like, which is better? Like <laughs> they're completely yeah. different. So like why like why should you like I'm I'm telling this I'm shouting this out to the people. You have no reason. No reason at all to feel uh, compelled to like one thing over another. You are allowed to like multiple things. That's it. I think we should also put that on a t-shirt for our merch. You're allowed to like multiple things. <laughs> and that's what I'm... I'm going to make a list. Make a merch. list of, of great phrases that you could get tattooed on your body now. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's stop being off topic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, Marco just mentioned one thing about fucking Star Trek, and that got us on this tangent. Uh, but he 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 gets <laughs> he gets dropped on the, on the floor, and Mister Three is like, "Morph out of that stupid form." <laughs> Morph out of that, you spooky. <laughs> no, fuck off, you spooky bitch. <laughs> um but he's like 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 Marco is of course not saying anything because you know he can't do smart. that um but but actually do you think hmm? do, do I think okay. period it, no <laughs> do you think that if the kids were to talk to Visor 3 he would realize that they're human or is he dumb enough to not no I think together? he would because he yeah. can, like, twit... Because what's great... Okay. The kind of person that Visser 3 is, is he's very good at provoking people by saying things. You know? And and mm-hmm. that's why that's why Axe is... Because Axe is the only one without any self-control. <laughs> uh, that and, is true. And, like, that's why, you know... That's why Axe shouts out, is because Visser 3 says things that get under his skin. So I feel like... And I feel it's like, also... Um, the verbiage that are is used by the earthlings would be much different than what is said by, you know, an Andalite. Mm-hmm. Get what I mean? Yeah, no, you're probably right. Yeah. And also, again, with the language question, we asked this question last episode. Um, if, if like, Visser 3 is... is this, this makes me think that, like, thought speech is kind of automatically translated. Get what I mean? Me too. I was thinking that too, because otherwise, how would he know? How would Axe be able to communicate with the kids? You feel? And also, how would Visser 3 be able to communicate with the kids? Yeah. So it must be some kind of automatic translation. Yes. Is there a word for totally radical cool in, in Yerkish? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's like. It's like. Thank you. Know you. What I mean? Yeah, my 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 Yerkish is a little bit rusty. Thanks. Yeah, I'm actually fluent. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Did you I, like, did major record, in Yerkish? Or I did, did you just major. I majored. I majored in Yerkish studies. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm really wow. fascinated by ancient Yerkish poetry. My favorite oh poem. My, my favorite poem is by. And it goes a little something like this. Classic. Visser 3. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, for those of you confused, Yerkish studies is basically the human equivalent of like majoring in, I don't know, European history um, or like World War II. Yeah, it's a very That's underrated it. major. Yeah. A lot of people don't yeah. uh, respect it. Um, yeah, it just... Mm-hmm. Like, some people think it's just, like, a, a thing that people invent for a comedy bit that they then drag out for five minutes. But, like, it's a lot more than that. Wow. Culturally, yeah, you it's a lot more that than later. that. After, <laughs> I'll talk more about it later. <laughs> yeah, we should do that after we've finished the episode and stopped wasting everyone's time. Well, maybe I just won't talk at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we have been on the same page for the past 15 minutes. Oh, God. Okay. We are okay, terrible so, at this. Why did we make this show? Anyway, Axe morphs. He was morphed into a flea, and he's on Visser 3, which is very funny. Such a ballsy move. I love that for him. Um, and then... Yeah, and then the... Uh, what are they? Oh yeah, um, Axe starts to morph out, um, which well, like yeah. First though, Visser Three, he literally says, "Why are you afraid to demorph? Why won't you speak?" The other Andalite spoke. Why don't you? He's gotta put the pieces together eventually. He's, he's gotta figure it out eventually. He's gotta get it eventually, right? <laughs> Bryn. Bryn, please. He has to get it eventually. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers to any. It's killing me so slowly. It's killing me softly. It's killing me so softly. Oh my god. I can't breathe. I haven't laughed this hard and I don't even know how long. I can't do this. But, um... He acts, starts, um... Like, does it? What is he? Oh, he's no, a flea. No, 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 here's the thing. Well, he's a flea, but he starts to demorph to attract the uh, the Velik onto yes. Visser 3. And then Visser 3 is like, water! Or excuse me, water! Pure water! I need water! No. No. <laughs> that no, is, that was that, right. Yes, it was. That, that was, was right. Glaswegian. That was Glaswegian. That was Glaswegian. Water! Pure law. Anytime I want it, day or night, and it's free of charge. That's a quote All from right. Limmy. It's, it's a quote from Limmy's show. Check it out. Uh, but All but right. but then like Marco is like, what the fuck? He needs water. But I mean, he he's asking for water because that's the Velik's weakness. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that makes total absolute sense. Um, I don't know why didn't Marco didn't get that i but you know it took them a it took them like 40 pages to get onto the oh it's attracted to morphing thing yeah so, to be fair though it took us 15 minutes to circle back and uh continue on the same page so just I didn't saying need to be attacked today thank you <laughs> i'm so sorry um <laughs> Um, but Marco goes over to the hatch, which Axe was like, put your hand on the hatch, put your hand on the hatch. But Axe says, put your hand on the hatch, think happy thoughts. Um, there we go. <laughs> Marco puts his hand on the hatch. Oh my God. 
puts his hand on the hatch, he thinks happy together thoughts. three times, and thinks there's I no want place to go like home. home. I want there's to go no home. There's no place like home. Um, and uh, shit gets crazy. Chick is, chick, chick, chick gets crazy. Um, they literally jump out of the ship. Uh, yes. Because they're not in the atmosphere but, yet. They're just yes. hanging out. They, they're they're falling. You know, they're careening. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, oh my god. <laughs> free falling down. Free falling up. Also, but um... Sorry about that. I had a bit of an episode. Um, uh, uh, Axe, as as he's jumping onto Marco, because fleas are very good jumpers. As he's jumping onto Marco, he can see that, like, oh, they're not... It's not one creature. It's millions or billions of tiny creatures that are all connected to this wire that when you touch the wire... Yeah, get eat. You get eat. You know. Um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but like that doesn't seem like a huge revelation. No, I feel like that not. seems pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. Um, not to be a dick, but like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Damn, it's warm. Not to be a fucking bitch, but like. Yeah, you goddamn idiots. A fucking course it is. Thanks. You just summed up my entire personality. You're welcome. Um, but they're just woo jumping out jumping out of the ship. Okay. Maybe sky dead. And um, then it cuts to Rachel. Cuts to Rachel. And the imp it's that she has this impact on uh, on her leg. And it's oh, it's that bone is shattered. Ouchie. But she gets hit with this incredible amount of pain, which seems to mostly cure her amnesia. That makes sense for Rachel. Yes, it does make sense. Uh, but like, she talks to Cassie. She's like, "Yeah, this is a memory's coming back. It's all coming back to me now." <laughs> oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> Have you seen this SNL? Why do you sound stoned? No, this is I'm quoting this SNL uh, skit of it's Melissa uh, Via Senor. She's doing um, like every teen girl murder suspect from Law and Order. <laughs> and I think this, you've sent that to me before. I've, I sent it to everyone because it's the funniest thing and it needs more love. But it's like she's like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember now. <laughs> It's the funniest thing. Ugh. I think about that a lot. I think about that skit a lot. Yeah. They dared me to stab her, but just as a joke. But Logan took it the wrong way and started bleeding. <laughs> uh, uh, but, okay. Uh, but uh, they, they, they like... God, what do they do next? They morph know. into owls. They do morph into owls. I didn't highlight anything past that, and so if I don't highlight it, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> but we cut back to Marco, and he's falling, free falling, and uh, um, and I'm free. Sorry. No, it's fine. This is karaoke hour, as we all know. 
I'm trying out sarcasm. I don't think it's a good look for me. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think you should just leave it to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Jenny, Jenny, I'm kidding. You oh. can try sarcasm. That, is that was sad. That was so sad. <laughs> Jenny. I didn't, I didn't get the sarcasm. Jenny. I'm sorry. This, this gentle is all. This is so sad. <laughs> Ooh, you'd be, you'd all be shocked how much this happens to me. Um, but, but the Marco and Marco and Axe are plummeting to earth. Uh, Marco morphs into a human. He, he does the scream, and then he morphs back into a bird. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. Then they all go home. Yeah, and then um, except Rachel can't go home, of course, and Jake is except, grounded. Yeah. yeah, and she. Uh, where does where is Rachel staying? Cassie's with Cassie's, right? Yeah. Um. And then, so they meet up, and they're like, okay, that was crazy. We all almost died. And Cassie has a pl- Cassie has a Cassie plan. Cassie has a plan. She's got a master plan. Um, she's a genius. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Cassie's plans are always the best plans. They um, literally are. She's the smartest person on this fucking team. <laughs> literally, all, all the plans that work are her plans. Why <laughs> so- isn't she the leader? Because Jake has to have something. Jake has to do something. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Excuse me, because of his steady and serious personality that's well-suited to leadership, according to all of his friends. <laughs> yeah, wish we could see that. Um, but, but they're like, don't, we're going to meet at the bar, at the gr- we're going to meet at the edge of the woods. No one fucking morph. No one morph. Uh, Actually, I liked that when he was like, nobody morphs. Like, that was an ex, that was a, that was an executive call. Um, That was an executive action. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, you know what? As much as I just like made fun of Jake for the past however many seconds or minutes, I don't know. um, In these next few chapters, I actually do like Jake. And we show, he shows a little bit of leadership potential here. Mm, Um, He do, he do do that. He do do that. So let's let's get into it. Oh, we we cut to Tobias. We cut to Tobias, who is very angry that all this happened while he was asleep. I love that. But I mean, it's fair. He can't really do anything. Yeah. Like it's not um, like he can help lead the the Velik around. He can't morph. So, me. Sucks. Sucks to suck. But. Sometimes I'm very entertained by this idea of this little bird <laughs> just doing all this shit. Like, I was just thinking how funny the image is of, like, this ba- back in uh, the, the book with the truck ship. With the truck ship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where they were, like, standing. Like, 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 Tobias was, like, standing his ground on top of the ship with Visser 3 just staring down this fucking bird. <laughs> And Mr. Three's like, why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> to this bird? That's a very funny image. It's really funny, because birds are kind of dorky looking from the front. Like, even if it's a fierce creature. Like, Tobias is fucking... Like, and like... I, he's saying all these very expressive things, but birds don't have expressions. They're birds. 
The same way lions can't be expressive. Like if you make a if you remake an animated movie and try to do hyper realism with lions, they can't be expressive like they are in cartoons. <clears throat> Excuse me. I sense you have opinions on this matter, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to ask you about them because yeah. we should move on. We should move on. Um, but Cassie is like having a bit of a. She's got having a bit of a. Mm, you know, a moment. a moment. She's she doesn't like the memory of being she she's having because she, she doesn't like the memory of being scared. Mm-hmm. It's valid, queen. She doesn't like feeling like a coward, which like you are not a coward, mama. I know you're but a soldier like, in a war. Hmm. Anyway, so she comes hug, up with this plan. Her. Oh my god, me too. Well, I don't really like hugs. But yeah, but she, I would. She has I would pat her this, on like, the genius. Give a friendly shoulder pat. Um, a friendly shoulder pat. But she comes up with this great fucking plan. Genius right, so, plan. She's so smart. Um, and so Tobias, Tobias goes... They, well, they all go to the beach, right? Right. Tobias finds a whale. Good for him. No, there's a, there's a, there's a reason for the whale. Um, <laughs> good job to Tob- um <laughs> yay good job Tobias you did it so he he finds a great one and then he's he's like Cassie I got you one and then Marco makes a Baywatch reference um 1998 and then <laughs> um and then they all pretend they're fine and Rachel is losing her mind um and then Cassie let's see they all wade into the to the beach yeah, it's and... the water. <laughs> yeah. That's sorry. what you wade into. <laughs> wow. I'm losing it. I'm losing it fully this time. Do you wanna Well no, yeah, I got it. No. So they all they all more uh they all go to the beach and they're all they all begin to morph into dolphins. And so they are attracting the Velik and uh they they dive underwater though, in sort of half human, half dolphin forms, and they can just kind of pop their heads up at the water, and they realize that like oh the Velik doesn't like water. So here's the plan. <laughs> here's the rundown. Um, here's the plan. So Cassie goes up as a uh, goes up to the whale, um, puts her hand uh, on on the whale, and is like. I need your DNA, great one. I'm sorry. It felt wrong, which, you know, of course I it love did. this relationship she has with this whale. I know. I love this whale. Or I don't know if the, actually, I don't know if this is the same whale, but still. I just like whales in this book. I like whales. Me too. Um, what kind of whale is it? It's probably a humpback. Mm. If it's a sperm, that would make no sense. Because I don't sperm think sperm whales whale. live in the in the deep water, I think. They get into fights yeah, with Yeah, I highly doubt it's a sperm. Like if they're in California, um, which I like to think that they are, it's probably a humpback. Those are the only two types of whales that I know. Oh, killer whales. Those it's definitely not a killer whale. I know. And I highly doubt it's a blue whale either. So. Oh, those ones are those exi- exist too. Those are the biggest whales. Uh huh. We d- that was a really riveting discussion about whales we just had. Uh- it really was. 
Wow, we, this is a great episode, you guys. We are super on topic. We're so good at this. Mm-hmm. We're so good at this. Um, but um, <laughs> Cassie acquires the whale and then gets like onto the whale, right? No, yeah, no, she, like yeah, she gets onto the whale and then demorphs and then attracts the uh oh no 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 he he um she turns into a bird no she turns into a cockroach no. i got it she turns, yeah, into, she a turns into a cockroach oh it's and okay, so wild, snatches got her there. up <laughs> wow Tobias snatches her up and um he takes and then they fly uh super high and she's mm-hmm. riding on the back of his head and yes, then, and then she jumps off, um, turns it into, to into a, human. a human, and then gets caught by the, um, by the, the, the leak, and, like, mm-hmm. she starts to feel like, oh, no, this is scary, but, like, you guys She's also morphing. exhausted at this point. Yeah, she's, she's done, like, morphing. three morphs in, like, extremely quick succession. She says she's a shroom. <laughs> you I know, know what um, she meant. This is a Um, but she she then she turns into a human. She gets caught, and um, Rachel has this line though in between all of this, where it's like someday Jake will be a general or a president. He has that ability to make hard decisions, even about the people he cares for. What do you think about that? Um, I don't think, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I think a lot of the (laughs) shut the fuck up. I think that a lot of the times, like, I don't think that's, I don't think he's going to become a general or president. No, I don't either. That's just doesn't seem like Jake. And also, I don't know if they're going to live through this book series. And also, um, like... I mean, presidents are, I think, are rarely ever the best leader for the job. And then also, I just can't see Jake doing that. Like, I think he does have the capability to make hard choices and, like, let Cassie do what she needs to do and, like, kind of remove emotions from the equation a little bit. But I highly doubt he would ever be, like, a president or a general. I just can't see that as being Jake, you know? I can't either. Uh, I agree. Also a dumbass. He's not... A dumbass. That would be a character trait. I'm just being mean. (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) What do you think about that? I mostly agree with you. I think that is foreshadowing, but not for Jake. Like for Rachel? No. Do you think Rachel... Please explain what you mean. I'm not... Well, I don't... I think one of them is going to be president. I don't think it's Jake. Hmm. You know, hmm. I'm not sure yeah, who think- at this point, but not Rachel. Also, <laughs> Cassie, Marco, Maybe. that would be funny. President Marco would be hilarious. <laughs> I want it to be. I here's the thing: it probably won't be, but I want it to be President Marco. That would be great. I know. Oh, uh, but um, 
well, Cassie is still doing her thing. Um, and she, like, starts morphing into a whale. A whale. Ay. And it's, and she's sploosh into the water. Sploosh. And then the Valique is still, like, wrapped around her. So she takes it into the water with her. And it dies. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. A plan that actually worked. Yeah. They, they literally even say at the end, Marco's like, I can't believe it. We actually won one. We won. We flat out kicked butt. Let Marco say ass. Um, let Marco say ass. Um, but like Cassie is like, Cassie's like, hey, Visser 3, I washed your dog for you. <laughs> Which she's not the she's not the most savage of the group. I I will I will say this. She might be the smartest. I don't think she's the best at roasting. Absolutely not. But I love that about her. No, I think it's hilarious. You know what? I really love that this book ended on like a happy note for once. I did too. Well, that's that's basically the end of it. That's the end of the book. Yeah, because like the the the, yeah the haunted. Oh, it is a humpback. It's a humpback whale. Um, huh, but like, it. like, uh, Ray, uh, Cassie starts singing the haunting song of the humpback and, and, and Jake is like, what are you singing? And then Cassie's like, it's not words, but if it were, it would just be one word. Hope. Fade to black. The end. Is it cheesy? Yes. Did yes. I enjoy it? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. Um, so that is so. the end of the, of the Megamorphs. If you've managed to hold on for these two episodes, guess what? We have more to talk about. You thought that <laughs> I was doing a sign off? You were fucking wrong. What do you think about this one, Bryn? Okay, I actually have thoughts this time. I'm not just going to say I have thoughts a bunch of times and then make up something. Um, Ooh. so... Here's the thing. So my first two thoughts are not necessarily about the ending of the book or anything. Just questions that I have that I want to see if you have thoughts about. Okay, so I really enjoyed that we got to see um, a little bit more of Axe's perspective in these books um, with his chapters. And I'm really excited for next book um, to get to get Axe's perspective, mostly because I just want to know more. I mean, I love Axe, but also, like, I want to know more about Andalite culture and, like, I don't know, their their thoughts and also morphing technology. Like, I hope we get to learn a little bit more about that, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm very curious to, to once we get to Axe's perspective, if, like, I wonder if the books are going to feel much more alien than, like, Mm. These plucky human kids, these plucky earthlings, because like I feel like Axe's thought pro- process, you know, must be substantially different from ours, because we're filthy pesky humans, and he's a yeah a scorpion deerman, mm-hmm. a scorpion deer snail man. I yeah, I really am looking forward to reading his book, um, like a lot. I just want to know more about like morphing technology and just like Andalite culture in general. Um, Mm. which kind of brings me to my next question that I was thinking about earlier in the book when, you know, like when Rachel gets her paws sawed off. Right. Um, and like when Marco almost dies as a dolphin, Mm -hmm. here's my question. 
if the kids were fighting as humans for whatever reason, and, like, one of them got their human arm cut off, could they, like, morph into something and then morph back into humans and the arm would be there? I'd have to... It'd have to be yes, right? Because it uses DNA. Yeah, like, and, like, they make it very clear injuries are not DNA. Yeah. Wouldn't that be... I, I, I kind of hope... I, like, I don't want anyone's arm... I don't want anyone's limbs to be cut off or anything, I maybe, do. But... I love the... <laughs> okay. I, it's for the drama. I was trying not to sound totally evil. No, <laughs> um, for the drama and the conflama, I'm here for it. For the drama and the conflama, I would love to see someone's limbs get off and then have that answer question. Thank you. Um, have that question answered. Oh, my God. <laughs> you people don't know this. We have re-recorded this segment like three times. <laughs> A lot of technical difficulties. Also, I don't know if I should say this, but the episode of last week, last week's episode, uh, Megmorphs Part 1, um, we recorded this morning. <laughs> so we're tired. Our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out, kids. Um, bags out of the cat, you guys. <laughs> we're so tired. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's my question. I have to assume... Okay, and then on the topic of DNA, if they... I've been watching a lot of Jurassic Park lately, so this mm. is my question. And this was your question, too. That, I like, did that you came ask to you this independently. question. Okay, but I think we should ask our listeners this. If Okay, so if the kids found like a dinosaur fossil or whatever could they acquire the dna of that fossil and then turn into dinosaurs do you think that would be a thing because it's a dna thing and or or can they only acquire the dna and turn into something that is alive that's my question my answer to that question is i err on the side of yes they would because uh-huh. there's it's a step it's established that acquiring although it has a a psychological effect on the creature it is not primarily a psychological process it is a biological mm. dna acquiring process so i feel like yes okay so then here's my thing i think that the kids need to break into the natural science museum and steal some dinosaur bones and wreck some shit that's what i think also also can you can you think of the research applications of kids turning into dinosaurs using actual dinosaur dna fossils like what that could do for research i know that's not the point i know they have bigger things going on but like but like then we would know what dinosaurs actually looked like and, and shit that Cassie would be so just cool. turns into a dinosaur and it's just covered in chicken feathers oh my god peacock feathers no oh. no 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 peacock feathers yes um every time i look at a bird, i'm like look at that spooky little dinosaur you know every time bird? i see a bird especially a chicken <laughs> look at that little dino <sighs> Um, but I think here is what my question is. And my question is also about morphing. Here's, here's, so here's my story. Mm. Um, if, if one of the kids morphs into an Andalite and then gets stuck like that, will it still be able to morph? Because Andalites, here's the thing. Andalites have all, all of them have the capacity to morph. However, do they? Yes. Morphing okay. is like an Andalite biological process, part of their culture, wholly a complete thing every Andalite can do, you know? Okay. So if you were to be in an Andalite morph 
for more than two hours, would it matter? I want to say that that seems like a sneaky little loophole, but I feel like, well, first of all, you would be stuck as the Andalite body as your main yeah, well, you body, as your homeroom. Yeah, you could morph back into a human, but only for two hours. Well, um, yeah, but here's the thing. If you get stuck in an Andalite morph and then you morph back into a human for two hours, for more than two hours, then boom, you're back to normal. You just can never morph again. I don't know. I want to say that that sh- that's not a thing. That you can't do that. Um, <laughs> on principle, that's not a thing. Just because on principle, and because I, I hate that for continuity reasons. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, but also no. I don't like, feel like it's completely out of the realm of possibilities because uh, acts can turn into humans. True. True. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's outside of the realm of possibilities. I'm just saying that I hate that. Ha! <laughs> that's so, valid. I mean, that's valid. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts about that. Um, Do you have any... I wanted to ask you, what did... What did you say? No, no, no. Ask your question. Oh, no, I was going to ask you what you thought about the book. I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh, my God. Oh, it's my almost like God. we have a book club or something. Wow. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty good. I I must say for a book called Megamorphs, I personally thought more was going to happen. I do agree. Yeah. Like I thought more things were going to be revealed. As I may have hinted throughout this episode, I really thought that Visser 3 was going to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never did. <laughs> I thought that we were going to have something to do with Marco's mom. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Visor 1. I thought vi- there was, I was a, d- a definite chance Visor 1 could show up, but nothing... I mean, I, I would say that, like, the introduction of the Valik would have been, like, a very important thing to happen if they didn't deal with it entirely in one book. Yeah, here's the thing about this book i feel like with the exception of the introduction and then subsequent you know destruction of the valik there was a lot that got opened and not closed in this book like a lot that was there was like it it felt like very heavy foreshadowing um like the thing with that the raggedy woman in the woods that uh, used to be a controller and um like, I also kind of feel like what Rachel was doing in the woods. Like, I know, logically, I know she was going to see Tobias. But, like, I feel like that's something that we, that's going to come up again. Um, I am, yeah, I don't know. Also, like, you know, Visor 3 and the kids being humans, which he definitely should have realized by now. Um, so, like, I feel like things were opened and not closed all the way in this book, which I like. No, I like that, yeah. too. Um, I'm not sure. I guess maybe my expect This is going to sound shady. Maybe my expectations were too high. For- <laughs> oh, don't do that. No, I, I, no, no, but I don't want it to make it seem like I didn't enjoy it. I did. I just was... I literally just was expecting more things to happen. And I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah not as much happened. 
what would you rate this book? Also, do you have any other thoughts just in general? I had a bunch of thoughts. I didn't give you a chance to express yours if you... No, no, no. Um, do I have any thoughts? Uh... Um, nah. <laughs> okay. Probably not. Okay. On that note, then, what what would you rate this book? Oh, we didn't... Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, what would you rate this book? Part one and part two. We're doing both. Hmm. Um, I'll give it, like, an 8.5. Okay. What would you okay. rate it? That, I... I was thinking about the same. I was actually thinking... <sighs> A 7.5? I was thinking a 7.5. I know that's lower. I did really enjoy it. I did have, even though I did have high expectations. Um, What was, what what things would you, um, I'm trying to phrase this better. What things would you have changed to make the rating higher? I, I think, yeah, I think I would have changed how Rachel got her amnesia. Mm -hmm. I think I would have not, finished that arc in this book um like on one hand i understand because it's a 54 book series that is meant for children with low attention spans and like the format out of these books is you can pick one up and read them kind of out of order if you really need to yeah um but i would have liked to see rachel's amnesia kind of stretched over maybe one or two books over two or three books um, that would have given me, that would have given it a higher rating for me. Also, if Visor 1 showed up, because I just want to see that conflict, I want to see that angst, um, mm, with Marco. Yeah. hmm And then, um, let's see what else. That's about it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's less of like a, a list of reasons for me that I would give it a 7.5 and more of a feeling, because I did really enjoy it. Enjoy it. I really enjoyed the like shifting of the chapters. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, just 7.5 just feels correct to me. I don't you know why. You can tell she enjoyed it because she's banging the table. <laughs> so sorry. I didn't realize that I was hitting the table so hard. <laughs> Um, that's like when we would have like four hour dinners and when I would get bored, I start, I would like literally start stabbing the table. Oh, right. I thought you were like at your house and I was like, four hours is so long. But like now that I'm remembering, (laughs) oh yeah, at the dining hall, that makes more sense. Yeah. In college we would have like four hour dinners and I would get bored. So I would take like those shitty, you know, like metal knives that are barely sharp and start start stabbing stabbing things. And that's how we would know it's time to go home. Brynn gets very stabby. Um, you know, she gets kind of like during these episodes when I start to threaten you with physical violence, Mm -hmm. even though we're like half a country apart. Yeah. We are not. When it's time. We are not half a country apart. Oh, right. Mama. I'm bad at geography. I'm five hours away from you. (laughs) Jesus. Criminy. Um, no, I mostly agree. I mostly agree. Those were the things that I needed to like make this go higher. But I'm willing to give this a generous um, rating because it did have. It was very action packed. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I did think, really like the ending. I did like the ending too. That was really cool. I'm gonna take my eight point five and take it down to an eight. Actually, that's fair. Yeah. Um, 
I just think some things could have been done in a more interesting way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, we've had some very heady books uh, that we're doing, and uh, it was nice to have a more, like, straightforward action. That was nice, you know? True, especially after last book that was, like, existential and, like, just God. weird as hell with <laughs> God showing up. Like, uh. it was a lot. So, yeah, I, I did appreciate this um this kind of like more action action like one also i must say i would i if i had to put in like an arc down this i guess this mm-hmm. goes into some of my like thoughts about it if i had to put like an arc down for whose whose book this is i would say it's cassie's but because there's this she has the most growth throughout it you know mm-hmm like mm-hmm. she, like I know Rachel, like oh she's got no memory, but like this is Cassie's book, especially in the latter half. But I mm-hmm. wish, I wish that was extended to the first half too. Like I wish there was more parts in the first half where she kind of felt like oh I'm not really dragging my weight. I feel like I'm not a good member of the team, and then that way when she proves herself the good, the best member of the team <laughs> by doing the best plan. Mm-hmm. It, that they've ever done um like the, also I, the yeah. most solid like that it would have more weight to it you know i feel yeah i think that's a really valid a uh, really good point um now i'm just thinking about the ending like i just imagine cassie like falling with her arms outstretched as she turns into a whale just like chef's kiss the the drama the oh my god i can style. see it i can see it i um, can see the comic panels in my head i imagine this is kind of like a miles morales moment oh, at the end of what's um, up danger yeah yeah that's that's what i'm feeling oh it's just so good oh my god i'm getting literal chills um I'll when i read it. that i was like screaming oh my god will you please draw it I'll for draw me ah oh, i love you like, what's yes. up danger Ugh. I want to listen oh, to I that love now. Cassie so much. Now. I might have to go watch that movie actually. I now. actually only, um, really, I only I only recently watched that over like winter break. Really? Yeah. I saw it in theaters with my cousin and we were both freaking out uh, the it's whole time. It's so good. <laughs> Luckily there was no one else in the theater. It was literally just us, so we were like literally screaming. Um it was great. The last movie I saw in theaters was Cats 2019 directed by Tom Hooper. You know what? I think that 2020 and subsequently 2021 is Kat's fault. I think I think, I think Kat's, Kat's is the reason. <laughs> but I don't want I don't uh, want I don't want our listeners to to get the assumption that I hate Kat's. I adore that film. That the is, last movie like, I oof. Let's see the, the last most movie emotional reaction I've ever had to a film was watching Kat's because it was pure existential oh, horror, complete dread. <laughs> it was perfect it was perfect the last movie that i saw in theaters was frozen 2 and before anyone comes for me i loved it a lot and i remember kind of crying in the theater a little bit that movie's Uh, good that movie it's so good it's so banging i mean oh my god this is the ace this is the ace representation that i needed in my life i oh my god it's beautiful um it's so beautiful i will say though as much as my problems with this book 
we got a lot of cool Visor 3 moments, so it's all right. That's my, true. We opinion. did get a lot of Visor 3 content. I like that he didn't just show up at the end like he usually does. <laughs> like he usually does. I like how he's twirling his non-existent mustache. Mm-hmm. If he could grow a mustache, I'm sure he, he would. He would twirl it. <laughs> I like to think that his human um, morph has the mustache. A mustache. They didn't really describe what his human morph looked like, except that he got up a fucking limo. Because of course he did. You know what? I like to think that his human morph looks like Scottish Gustav H. from uh, the Grand Budapest yep. Hotel. <laughs> you know? What would Scottish yeah. Gustav H. look like, Bryn? Does he wear a kilt? <laughs> no, 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 no. I want you to walk me through it. Okay, okay let me walk you through it. Okay. Walk me He's through got the a black your dream. Shut the fuck up. Let me do this. Let me have this. Um, for the most part, looks exactly like Gustav H, except not blonde, you know? Um, there you go. <laughs> same, same thin mustache, same slick back hair, except black peacoat. Underneath, a three-piece suit, because Visor 3 has style, you know? An Wait. umbrella. It's not raining. It's not raining, but he has an umbrella. <laughs> Yeah. Oxfords. No laces. He's a slip-on kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh... Wait a minute. Yeah, maybe Wait some sort of tasteful waistcoat. I think he would have a pocket watch. I'm drawing, a classy man. I'm drawing the connections in my head. Wait a minute. We, in our episode where we establish Scottish Visher 3, we also say, what if he sounds like Ray Fiennes? And Gustav H., I'm pretty sure, is played by Ray Fiennes. Are you serious? It's gone full fucking circle. Are you, are you serious right I'm now? I'm not fucking joking. Let me look it up. Gustav H. Oh my god. Oh, it's, oh. Done, it's done E in the name. Oh my, oh god. my god. Full fucking circle. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. We are... Bryn, Bryn, we're geniuses. <laughs> we are we actually... We people. We are big brain. We are the... Oh my... Oh my our god. Our brains are so massive, they're leaking out of our ears. <laughs> we're we, so smart. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Look at us. Look at what we've done. Oh my god. So, I was I was right. Oh my oh oh my god. <laughs> god, we're so smart. I just Ray Fiennes shows up in this tiny... Well, it's not actually a tiny town. It's more like a city. He just shows up in Sacramento. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sacramento that, is not a beach town, though, is it? It's not, no. It would have to... They they would have to be from, like... I think they would have to be from, like, Santa Cruz or something. Um, or Santa Barbara, that. maybe. Yeah. I see, like, um, a, a Santa. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think they're not from NorCal. These are so, these are SoCal kids, you know, oh, huh? you know, I'm not, um, I've, yes, <laughs> no, no shade to SoCal, no shade to SoCal. Um, I say that with utmost respect, but wait, so this implies that Visser 3 somehow, <laughs> somehow acquired, acquired Ray <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally walking around my room. I can't do this. <laughs> I love, so is Ray I, Fiennes a, um, <laughs> is he a willing acquirement? 
Because if so, I'm not okay with that. I don't think I can support no. him after that. <laughs> no, I think maybe. Do you think Visser Three like went to like, like a like a behind like a to like I don't know like a meet and greet? Did he win like a dinner with Ray Fiennes? Did he, he bet did, on it? Did he, did, he have, he, did he bet on it? Bet on it? Bet on it? Bet on me? <laughs> Did he go to like the um uh, like a, the movie like a movie scene where they're shooting and like like ambush Ray Fiennes in his Wait trailer to acquire Wait, him? Like what's the, happening here's the here? Tea. Here's here's the tea. Um, if so, if he did that, then like he would not have had like like that. This implies this implies that Visser Three had not acquired humans before. So that means he just showed up as a deer scorpion man, deer snail scorpion man, to Ray Fiennes, accomplished actor, player of, uh, uh, guy who played Voldemort, guy who played Gustav H, guy who played that Nazi in Schindler's List, uh, and mm-hmm. just showed up, tapped him on the forehead, and just stole his identity. I, do you think he chose Ray Fiennes? Do you think he, like, think- specifically... Do you think he was going through, like, scrolling through the internet being like, hmm, Hmm, that's not where, that's not really me. He's scrolling through 1998 internet, he's like, hmm, this one is ugly, this one, now this one, it looks very British, it would be very out of place in Santa Cruz, but I do love that Gustav H. This movie Mm -hmm. hasn't come out yet, I I did, he's just like, he's like, I know it's a bad look, but I loved him in Schindler's List. (laughs) Do you think he was? Do you think he was watching? He's like, a, like he's like a, like a genuinely like a very big fan of Ray Fiennes. Oh my god! Do you? Th- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. Do you think he watched Oscar and Lucinda, which came out in 1997, and was like, I have to have him. He, <laughs> he to saw, be him. He saw that, and then he also saw The Prince of Egypt, which came, which came out in 1998. And he was like, oh. oh, what is that? What is that voice? What is that that golden voice playing Ramses? Oh, that Ray Fiennes? Oh, I like that Ray guy. Fiennes is Ramses? Yes. You didn't know that? Oh, my God. No, I didn't. Everything is falling into place. Can we talk oh my God. about how Ray Fiennes has the most British name? <laughs> Ray Nathaniel Twistleton Wickham Fiennes. Can, can we talk about how Ray Fiennes was in Kubo and the Two Strings, one of my favorite movies ever? Can we talk about how he was in The English Patient? And so was Willem Dafoe. And they're both incredible. <laughs> Rizzer 3 just has a very good eye for, like, really good he acting. An, can, can we talk about how Ray Fiennes was in Skyfall? I forgot about that. He was also in The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. We're just scanning <laughs> Ray Fine's Wikipedia page looking for jokes. <laughs> we're we're Mr. scanning. The we're point checking is, the archives. <laughs> <laughs> the point the point is that we're both geniuses and that Visor 3 has taste. I like That's to imagine the that Visser 3 is like me in that he's acquired many famous actors. He's like, oh, I got <laughs> Willem Dafoe, I got Ray Fiennes. Like... Or it's so it has to be either that. Either got James Iron or either like, Jeremy Irons. He is a great Ray Fiennes fan and like purposely chose him. Or Ray Fiennes was just like walking down the street one day and like Visitor Three was like, "Yeah, that'll do," and then like no, what, just like acquired him, not realizing that that was, was famous Visitor actor 3, Ray Fiennes. Was Visitor Three also walking down the street? <laughs> <laughs> I 
as, as a No, Mr. Three was hiding demon. in an alley. <laughs> Mr. Three was hiding in an alley. Ray Fiennes was just okay. for some reason in Santa Cruz. <laughs> okay, but like, real talk though. How do you think Visor 3 acquired a human? By force. He's Visor 3. <sighs> wow. What if... What if, uh, instead of Ray Fiennes, um, instead of having... I mean, not instead of having taste, had a different taste. What if, um... What if Visor 3 acquired yes. Jeff Goldblum instead? Oh! Um, <laughs> now you're speaking my language! <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, here's the thing, Bryn. I am not of this, we have to pick one or the other mind. We can have both. You know what, I personally... He could combine the two, like Axe did. He takes He could, one, but why has, would you... He has Ray Fiennes' Why would you mess nose, with perfection? Jeff Goldblum's eyebrows. <laughs> here's the thing, yeah. though. Here's the thing, though. If we're mm. going with this narrative of Ray Fiennes, then that means one of two things. One, it means that Ray Fiennes, the actor, just... Actually, it could mean that he doesn't exist in this world. Because, like, that would make more sense for Visor 3 to choose someone who, you know, is just Seems your like a bleak nondescript world. guy. You know, it would be a very bleak world without Ray Fiennes in it. But two, it means that... Visor 3 is just walking around as this very famous celebrity just chilling in a cult full of teenagers. And, <laughs> and everyone in town is apparently okay with that. You know, everyone in town are, is a controller, so... All right. <laughs> well, when uh, he makes his move, what, what is the real Ray Fiennes going to do? <laughs> Can this end with Ray Fiennes and Visser 3 as Ray Fiennes having a duel? A duel for the Wraiths? Can we? Can I hear? Yeah, it can. But also, alternatively, can this end? Can we stop? <laughs> can we? We've been talking about this for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I don't see a problem with explaining things that we're passionate about. <laughs> And in fact, I will be filing a complaint. Oh, against me, your co-host? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. I'm quitting the show. Yeah. Bye. Oh, really? That's fine. I'll do it myself. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your ASMR. I hate it so much. <laughs> look, look at this picture of Ray Fiennes in the 2000s. Are you still on his Wikipedia page? Home what is slice, going on I with his hair? He's in Kyrgyzstan. Home Slice, you know I can't see your screen. No, I, oh, I didn't realize you exited the Wikipedia page. No, I'm still on the Wikipedia page. Scroll down to the 2000s. In his, in his career. And look at that picture. Okay. <laughs> I implore all of you at home to do the same. I, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that's bad. That's just an interesting picture. He looks like a theater teacher. And that's not a compliment. Ooh, I am ouch. That is an insult. Uh, oh, okay. At least he's not like a movement teacher. Um. No, uh, well, that's what I mean. Oh. 
Um, okay, so we've established two things. Mm-hmm. We're geniuses, and Visser 3 yes. is in the it has acquired ra- Scottish Rayfines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not the wow. not, okay. not, not English Rayfines. The Visser 3 is deliberately doing the accent because he thinks that'll make people not think it's the same guy. You're so correct. Mr. You're so absolutely really correct. Very good at uh, accents. Um. Okay. Okay. So here. Okay. So what are your predictions for next book? Give it to me. I. I don't even know. <laughs> I gotta be real. I don't fucking know. Well, you know what? I think we should just keep it loose. We should just keep it vague. I'm going to say that we're going to learn more stuff about Andalite culture and that we're going to learn more about acts. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to keep it vague. We're going to keep it loose. We're going to keep it general. You know? I want, I know it's too early in the story, but I want, I want acts and Visser 3 to have like a a conflict. I don't want it to be a showdown because that's for later, but I want it Mm. to, I want it to happen. I want the two to, I do want them to have. A rivalry, a sh- yeah, a conflict. I agree. I agree. I that's what I want to happen. I don't know if it will happen. Um, I don't think it will. No, you're probably it. right. <laughs> okay. Concluding thoughts. What are your thoughts, Jenny? Concluding thoughts. Okay, the new good stuff. Good stuff. This book was good. I liked it. it I enjoyed good. it. A little bit rough, but mostly good. Mm-hmm. 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 Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have anything else to add? I think I'm done. No. I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for getting through this entire episode, Ooh, if you have. Um, it's two-part special. As always. Two-part special. Yes. Um, as always, if you have any questions comments concerns just not spoilers um or if you just like have any theories that you want to um tell us about we would love to hear from you or if you um have a suggestion for who you think uh visitor three has acquired as his human morph please let us know you can dm us on twitter or send us an email or dm us on twitter at anamorphin or you can send us an email at the anamorphs book club at gmail.com and if you'd like you can also send us a voice message Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we always reply to voice messages because we love them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Do that if you if you want. Right. Want to take us out, Jenny? Any final, any final, final thoughts before I take us out on this I, eve of our two-part You know special? I've never had a thought in my life. God, that's the right answer. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this two-part special of the Megamorphs. And we will see you all next time when we read through the next book, which I'm trying to... the Alien. The Alien! I was trying to remember it and Bryn got it for me. And we will see you next week on Friday, Friday, Friday. Animorphs, Animorphs, Animorphs. Book, 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 club, club, club. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you.